We just got back from Texas Cyber Summit in San Antonio, Texas. How y'all feeling? Tired. Sleepy. <laughs> Tired. I'm, I got a little bit of that conference hangover. I, I ate a lot of food. Uh, so myself, Wes, Elle, and Cheese went down to Texas Cyber Summit. We wanted to just sort of capture some of our thoughts and experiences. We all have different angles. Wes and I went as press. Cheese went as a volunteer. And Elle, I guess you're... You're a volunteer, but you're also, what is it considered when you're part of the organization and structure too? What's that? Is that a volunteer still? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I was staff last year, but this year I took a step down to run my own track. So uh, sub staff, <laughs> I guess. Track runner. You run it, you ran it, you're a track runner. That's probably what I should have, that's what I should have gone for. And, um, and your track had like a particular theme. So why don't we start there? Explain what that was about. And it seems like the best place where we'll kick this thing off. So I was running the It's Okay to Be New track or the Be New track as it was shortened to. And it really just had the focus for individuals who were looking to transition into tech or specifically into InfoSec to kind of answer that question, like, what's the first step? How do I get started? And so we had a series of talks addressing the issue and then actual hands-on workshops where we got to play capture the flag or try to break out of a Docker container. It's just easier to learn things when you've actually done them than just sitting and listening to somebody else tell you about it. Were you able to absorb some of the information or were you running around like crazy just keeping everything going? So I was lucky enough to uh, use Cheese being there and a few other friends to say, you guys work the room. I'm going to play the capture the flag. So I got to do my first capture the flag and capture my first couple of flags. So that was really exciting. So let's talk about these capture the flags because I got a much better appreciation for the whole thing by going to Texas Cyber Summit. Yeah. They had a whole bunch going on all the time. And they, they can be of all different kinds of nature. Some of them uh, seem like they're a little more abstract. They're more conceptual. Go here, port scan a thing. Whereas others are more like SSH into this network. Here's a network of VMs. Go actually log in and try to get into this box. Yeah, there are different kinds of CTFs, like the Jeopardy style CTF, which is what we had in uh, the Be New track. And that's where you basically have a bunch of different questions and you can get different points depending on how difficult they are. So for 10 points, we did something like there's a file on this server that is keeping X from showing up. And you're just like, what, what does that mean? And it, it's very kind of just open-ended question and you're looking at it. And for that particular one, it ended up being a robot.txt file that we had to find. So, um, you know, the clues are a little bit more than I gave. I don't remember them verbatim. But then we had some more difficult ones that were, you know, cryptography challenges that were written in German. And those were worth up to 80 points. It's just kind of a way to test your skills. I've seen an Internet of Things capture the flag where you actually had to kind of brute force your way into the device to be able to trigger, you know, a light to go on. And that light would then give you the next challenge because it would kind of Morse code the hint. And then you had to trigger something else until you were able to capture the last flag. So those were some of the most creative ones that I've seen. Wes and I saw that one. This was so cool because it was essentially... A 3D printed Rambler house, a small model with 3D printed furniture, and it had a, had a tablet in there for a television with speakers hooked up to it that if you got onto the house LAN, you could then get onto this, what was a Cody box. Right. I mean, it was a whole 
little house network, just like you would have in your real house. Right. With a smart garage door opener, like everything you might have if you fully decked out a pad. And then, like I said, the goal was get in there and trigger different stuff. Plus, it had a great name. Howdy Neighbor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Look it up. Howdy Neighbor. They even had a they even had a, a Google Assistant in there so you could try to get to that and get it to speak and say something. Um, and while we were standing there, somebody did manage to get in and trigger an action inside the little house. And so you're standing there talking to the guy about it, and all of a sudden something that's starts moving. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, that's a neat it's a neat it's a neat way to learn the concepts. Right. I mean, once you've found something, you get that, you know, that get rush of excitement, you figured it out. It's very enabling. Do you remember the name of that capture the flag style game that's that's more conceptual that was in Steam? We came across one. Um, we'll look it up here in a little bit, but uh, so cheesy. Elle mentioned that you were volunteering in the room. Yes, yes, I was. I imagine the experience was mixed. There's probably since it's a kind of a new event. There's probably some disorganization, um, but then there's probably some perks. Tell me about the experience. So overall, I thought it was a great conference. Um, obviously, being there in support of Elle and in her track was great to do. And the first one that I sat in was the Mad Hat uh, talk on InMap. Uh, which was which was pretty good. There were some problems at the beginning with getting all of his uh, his lab that he was using at home set up to work for an additional ten or fifteen people to connect to it. So, but once they kind of got some of that ironed out, there was some really insightful information that came out of that. I don't really use InMap much these days, other than for network discovery, just to see where my Raspberry Pi or whatever is on the network. Uh, but he definitely gave uh, some great little tips and tricks and different ways that you can approach it. Uh, and then on day two was uh, Mohit uh, was there from the UK, and he was doing his talk on uh, Docker security. Of course, happened to be the day that I left my laptop back at the Airbnb so I couldn't follow along with everybody. But it looked like a really great talk, um, you know, from the basics of Docker all the way up and how to minimize your footprint to minimize your risk. Um, I thought it was a great talk, but overall, I think the experience was great. Food was great. I got to meet some of L's close family, hacker family, friends, and and stuff like that. So it was great. I got to meet the blind hacker in person. Great dude. Overall, I thought the experience was was really good. I should say too that uh, West Cheese and I shared an Airbnb, and that was a lot of fun. So maybe we'll set a little time aside to talk about just the experiencing of the town too. My overall experience wasn't as positive, but that's simply because I didn't come as a traditional community member. I came as press. Lesson learned on that one. Unfortunately, now they know who I am, so I won't be going back. But I think there's a culture around being somewhat hostile to media coverage in these events, or at least being very trepidatious. Maybe hostile is a little too harsh, but uh, extreme trepidation might be the way to put it. Right. I mean, there there are some legitimate reasons. Many people at security conferences are very conscious of their own privacy and security, yeah. and for good reason. Yeah, especially at some of the larger, more established conferences. Right. But in, in this case, we were just there to, you know, shake hands, meet people, talk to folks. We weren't taking any pictures. And so it was pretty off-putting and kind of killed some of the excitement I had to go explore and poke around. Yeah, we started uh, one morning off uh, in the Hacker Lounge, that they call it, where they have a bunch of different things going on. And they also had a Hacker Village, where a different set of things were going on. And one was more of like a hangout room, and one was more capture the flag. 
sessions. What's funny about some of these capture the flag sessions is the rooms were totally empty in some cases because everybody's on the network. And they'd go off and find their own little comfy spots in the conference halls. Right. So as you're walking up, tons of people, and then the room itself is empty. <laughs> but yeah. you could tell people were really into it. Yeah, the leaderboard was going, and the organizers would be, yeah, we got about 300 people connected right now. Uh, so that was pretty great. But then it was sort of immediately counterbalanced by a pretty aggressive volunteer security who didn't seem very organized, didn't quite know who we were, even though it was being passed around on their radios. Uh, but if you're not going as media... No big deal. I'm sure if you're going and you're trying to get into this industry and you want to learn something, it's a totally different experience than what Wes and I experienced. That said, though, around the event, San Antonio itself was my first time. Same here. And uh, Carl George, listener of the network, took us out to a few choice places to eat. And boy, did we eat. And Elle had booked us an Airbnb not too far from the event. And it was a great little Airbnb. And so we just had... A hell of a good time. Yeah. San Antonio is lovely, and I might go back just for the city itself. And the weather was pretty good most of the time. There was some 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 weather that for us Pacific Northwesters was no big deal, but everybody down there's like, it's so cold. <laughs> 60 degrees. Come on. Yeah, we're walking around in our regular clothes. Like, it was great. <laughs> and of course, it was great to hang out with you, Cheesy. Hey, yeah. I mean, it was great to hang out with everybody. Like I said, I got to meet so many people that I've known online. Um, and then, of course, you know, Carl, and then we had Jason, uh, which this was his first conference, longtime listener. And one of the things that I found really interesting, too, is throughout the hall, as I was kind of going through and talking with people, and I noticed, you know, how you guys were being kind of scuttled off in different areas and stuff like that. But as, as I began to talk to people and I told them what I did, I mean, I found so many Jupiter Broadcasting fans just there in the hall. Um, so it was a great experience in that regard. But mm -hmm. man, we had some wonderful food. Uh, the carnitas uh, that Carl took us to go get the one day. Uh, well, we started out with the with the uh, unbirthday party, the Hacker family dinner at Two Brothers. That barbecue was super solid. I think, El, that was some of my favorite barbecue of the trip. Some people have said it was not theirs, but for me, that place was great. I really enjoyed that spot. You know, I have to say thank you to the JB family for showing up like that. I mean, I had, I think, 30 people RSVP. And when all was said and done, we had over 40 people show up. Woo! I was so happy about that. So thank you. As usual, the community, JB listeners, our audience, that's what stands out at all of these events. I mean, birthday party and great food. I'd be a little disappointed if they didn't show up. <laughs> they would be too. So yeah, we did totally kick things off real nice. That was great. What'd y'all think about the cake? That was adorable, really. I mean, I didn't... Oh, I did get a bite of it. Yeah, it was actually pretty good, too. It was moist, yeah. not dry. It was super cute, yeah. I was laughing at how many people were upset that the binary didn't actually spell something out. So I dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> well, I think they did try, right? They did, and Unix sat me down and showed me how binary was supposed to be done. So I will be ready for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was still... From a look standpoint, I think it was nailed. It was it was a um, black cake with, uh, it was green binary numbers on it, right? Yeah. Had to go for the old-fashioned terminal colors, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Um, and, then, and then on top of that, I ate, like I said, probably the most I've eaten on a trip in a long time. Because then after that, I got, uh, I shared some deep-fried strawberry pie, which is a thing. And people were passing around some killer banana pudding. Oh, my. 
And then uh, Wes went over there and ate ribs off people's plates. I mean, we were... were, I mean, you can't let those things go to waste. (laughs) We really went went to town because we had flown all day. We had traveled. I left my house at uh, 6 a.m. to drop off Levi and then get down to the airport. And then we arrived in San Antonio at uh, around 6 p.m. So I was ready to eat. I was good to go. (laughs) Yeah, it was good stuff. Anyways, yeah. You were saying cheesy. Oh, just no. I mean, the wonderful food, great friends, got to meet some new faces and overall a great experience. Food was phenomenal. Uh, The carnitas will stick with me forever. The only place that I regret not going is the place that Elle always shares pictures where they have the um, like Frito pie type thing. Frito pie? Someone's got to clue him in on this. Frito, Frito pie? So they're throughout San Antonio. It's not one specific place. There are little stands that are almost like trucks that have Mexican-style snow cones. Uh, raspas is what we call them. So you'll have like mango and chamoy and all kinds of stuff on top of it. And you'll have chicharrones and you'll have, I mean, just everything that will give you a heart attack is guaranteed to be there. <laughs> mm, those are my favorite things. Hmm. All right. Okay. Good to know. I'll have to note that one for the future. Uh, one observation, this was one of my first security conferences, is this is kind of getting true and true really everywhere, but I think more so than, like, say, in the Linux community, there are characters. There are, like, the, oh, yeah. the Mad Hatter character. You know, there are people who are building a brand around kind of being a bit of a character, and a lot of times they're eclectic personalities already as it is, so they can kind of lean into it, and it it was something, though, because it's it's... You get a you get a, a version of that in other industry events, but I think the security industry has maybe a little more of that because maybe people want to stand out more. Right. And it makes kind of a strange mix at times because security has also grown a lot in just corporate nature, right? I mean, security matters for businesses' bottoms line. So you see a weird mix of people with great hats and crazy outfits and, and then suits. people in normal everyday suits who Probably don't touch any code. No, they're maybe they're to hire, we were speculating, because we did see some suits walking around. Al, have you noticed this? There was a CISO track that was specifically targeted towards government individuals and higher level, obviously, CISOs and CEOs. So I think that's a lot of who you saw in suits. But I will clue you in a little bit. So the characters that you're talking about, specifically the one that you mentioned, I think that a lot of that personality is done to make people feel at ease. Like, oh, he's just, you know, whatever. He must be new. He's just eclectic. Yeah. He started off his career with Yahoo before Yahoo was a thing. The people that you see with the biggest personalities that just make you think that you don't have to take them seriously are the people you should be the most aware around. I did think it was pretty interesting uh, during his talk how uh, the hat and the jacket only lasted for about 15 minutes because it was so hot in that room that he was like, oh, I got to share this. I got to shed this stuff. The second day when it was 60 degrees out, that was the right day. That was that was perfect inside and outside. Yeah, I, I think it's um, not necessarily like a detraction. I don't mean to be it's not like a disparaging thing. It's like an observation that you don't see it as much at like your scales uh, or your Linux Fest Northwest. But I think you do still have people that, that want to try to stand out. They just do it differently. Um, and I think it does kind of help you ease into what he has to say a little bit. Uh, and you might be a little more inclined to listen to something that's going to require you change your behavior from somebody that sort of stands out more as a character. Yeah. And make sure it doesn't seem like a sales pitch. 
Yeah. I think it gives you a talking point, too, because I know I've been to quite a few conferences where Jason Street has been there, and I've always been very intimidated to go say hi. Like, what do you do? Just walk up and say, hey, Jason, I follow you on Twitter. I heard you broke into the wrong bank one time. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's so difficult. So when there's something about them, whether it be the hat or a bunch of patches or just something weird, you can go up, compliment the thing and start a conversation and not have it just be this weird social interaction. Total conversation starter. Absolutely. You can tell she's done this before. It's like you and your hair. Yep. (laughs) You know, and also you can see, you can always see Ellen a crowd too, which is always really nice. One thing that I would say about the security conference that surprised me the most and maybe kind of a fail for a security conference is whenever I initially got there and I got checked in and I'd gone into the Be New track one time and I'd come back out to go use a restroom or something. And I was walking back to the track and I accidentally opened the wrong door and it was the knock for the entire security conference. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> and I was like, the, the door's unlocked here, guys? What's going on? <laughs> I mean, obviously, had you gone in there, you would have been found out very quick that you were not supposed to be there. But I just thought it was pretty interesting. Here we are at a security conference and the knock is, is not even locked up. You guys will not believe the social engineering that goes on there and the stuff that people try to pull. Um, I'm really lucky that no one seems to be able to get my name right. So the amount of people who tried to say they were with Eli was actually really comical. <laughs> Try to get it right, people. That Eli guy is pretty nice, though. And he keeps showing up everywhere I go, though. It's getting a little creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is a thing. Something you got to be. When I got there, I was like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and turn Wi-Fi and Bluetooth off on my phone just to be careful. That's a good call. <laughs> yeah, I did the same. Another thing that I thought was pretty cool is there was the not so secure booth uh, that was looking to uh, hire and train uh, people on uh, infosec type materials, and they were giving out these super cool badges that they had given out at Black Hat, and so I was able to uh, pick one of those up. It's actually the Clarinet Cybersecurity Group, I believe. Really cool little badge. And they were like, well, yeah, you, you're supposed to hack it so that it'll run through the sequence of LEDs. Well, naturally, that you know, while there, I don't have any sort of jumper cables or anything like that to actually start, you know, poking and probing on this thing. So I was wondering around, like, man, can I find some paper clips or, you know, what could I use to bridge these contacts and stuff? So at one point... I was literally using staples that I had bent and was bridging them by keeping my thumb on the connection to see where, you know, what LEDs I was triggering and and trying to unlock this badge. And then I went and sat down with um, the biohacking individual. Cooper. Yeah, I sat down with Cooper and I was like, hey, man, do you have any extra leads or anything, pieces of wire that you've been tossing out, you know, that you cut wrong. And so he managed to give me a few pieces. So I was able to bridge it and and get a little further on it. And then I did something and messed it up. Uh, (laughs) So I went back to the booth and they they reset it for me. Uh, But it's a really neat badge. And that's one of the cool things about almost all of these security conferences nowadays anyway, is that people spend time to create these badges, which in and of themselves are pieces of art. And I really appreciate that aspect. And I'm looking forward to digging into this badge even more so now. Hmm, pretty cool. Well, we've talked about some of the fun. But if you want to see some of the fun, Jupiter.gallery. Cheesy's got some photos up there. And also some others that we collected from the community. So it's a 
nice big album from Texas Cyber Summit. Check it out. And if you have any, if you were there and you have any pictures that you'd like to share, you can just email them cheese at Jupiter Broadcasting. That's C H Z at JupiterBroadcasting.com. And I'll be happy to put them on there. Also, I do want to say thank you to everyone who was a listener that said hi, that uh, hung out, or just waved as they walked by. That was really great. That's something that I don't think we ever get to really fully give enough attention to when we do these things, because right. it's hard to really convey what that's like. It, it is hard to, but it's it's very meaningful, and it you know makes what we do all the more important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Al, why don't you take us out with a nice story? So I have one that happened to me, and I told you guys about Jason Street and how I'd been afraid to meet him. And so I am standing upstairs talking to security, and I hear, L, L. I'm just like, oh, God, what? And I turn around, and there's Jason Street coming up the escalator with, like, you know, almost like a proposal, like up in one knee with his arms out. And I'm standing there like, oh, "Oh, God, oh, God. And, of course, everyone's watching because he's yelling L at the top of his lungs. So I'm like, okay, (laughs) I must prepare myself. So I go and try to stand, you know, all damsel in distress at the the top of the escalator. And he comes up. And mind you, I'm a big girl. He picks me up like a baby and just carries me off the escalator. (laughs) (laughs) That's quite the first impression. Yeah, I, I think I can say now that we're friends or, I mean, I'm really hoping after that close encounter. <laughs> but um, another really happy story that happened is I met the wife of one of our JB listeners and she just kept saying, you know, oh, well, he's the technical one. He's the one that's here for, you know, the tech. And I just kind of kept talking to her throughout the conference and we've stayed in touch and I've kind of helped her do a resume review and just helped her put in her application for her first tech job. Wow. That's amazing. That's a really cool story. That's great. That's the great thing about these events is that's not even necessarily Cyber Summit specifically. It's just getting a chance to connect with people. And sometimes it's these small little one-offs that really turn into something meaningful. Yeah, right. You're in the same place together. 